Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Let me give you a DeMar Hamlin update. The Bills say DeMar Hamlin showing signs of improvement. And guys, every now sometimes we're repeating previous reports, but and I read uh, from a Diana Rossini tweet, and I didn't understand it was part of her tweet earlier, so they credit Diana Rossini, saying that she is expecting an update uh, on DeMar Hamlin's condition later today. I'm not sure if this is the update or not, but the, the reason it's hard to tell is because every update we've gotten so far, and there have been mm, how many now? At least four distinct uh, uh, pieces of information we've gotten, some from the uncle, from the team, where oxygen levels are increasing. We heard that. Um, doctors are happy with the signs. They're, they, or rather, they feel good about the positive signs. They're seeing the direction that it's going in. Things like that. And the latest is from the team. This is what Diana Rossini tweeted this morning. The team is expected to practice, and then the media will speak to players. This mm. is the first time we will hear from Bill's players and head coach Sean McDermott. And here's what I was referring to. I was told we should also have an update on DeMar Hamlin this morning. Now, I'm not, I don't know if this Bills say DeMar Hamlin showing signs of improvement. Is that update? It, 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 it's great news. It, if there is an additional update coming and it's something like that, even better, right? Um, so that's the DeMar Hamlin uh, 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 info at the, up to the moment. Meantime, um, Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals star quarterback, of course, at the press conference was asked if um, – the NFL had asked them if they wanted to play this weekend. We have not been asked that. Uh, and I'm sure if you, you polled the locker room, there would be mixed, mixed votes on that. Personally, I think, I think playing would be, is going to be tough, but you know, there's, there's people that want to play too, and there's people that don't. And so personally, I probably want to play. You know, I think getting back to you know, as normal as you can, as fast as you can, is personally how, how I deal with these kind of things. But like I said, everybody has a different way of dealing with it. Um, ben Baby, ESPN Cincinnati Bengals reporter, is with us now. Ben, good morning. Morning, Max. How are you doing? Good. Um, but listen, all the updates we've had about DeMar Hamlin so far, it's not like he's out of the woods or anything. He's in critical condition, but it's all been positive pieces of information, so I'm happy about that. How has the Bengals organization been handling things since – the event where DeMar Hamlin's heart stopped on the field uh, Monday Night Football? Yeah, you know, from, from the moment it happened, you know, I think the one thing that we've heard from everybody involved is that this is an unprecedented, unprecedented situation. So as they even got back into the building on Tuesday, as players got their lifts in, you know, those inside the building were trying to figure out how to manage this and, and how to move forward. They understood that Yes, that you know they're probably they started preparing for the Ravens on Tuesday, but with that, there was also a sense of trying to figure out how the emotions were going to be from the players, from the staff, and and we heard that yesterday. And speaking to Joe Burrow and DJ Reader, uh, the Bengals' defensive tackle, you could tell there was a conflicted set of emotions from both of those guys. And Burrow, you know, who, who can be guarded in these press conferences, was, was very open and honest yesterday, more so than I've probably seen him. And I've been in every press conference and, and heard everything he's ever spoken publicly since he uh, declared for the draft at LSU. And you, sh- I remember asking him, you know, how, what's the message like, you know, as you get ready for a short week? 
and Burrow was was literally at a loss for words. It took him several seconds before he ended up uh, trying to you know convey the message he wanted to. And, and, and throughout his time yesterday, he spoke for about 16 minutes. You could tell that that just like in the clip you played, that the players understand that there's a game, and everybody inside the building understands there's a game to play. But but it, the circumstances are incredibly tough, and and you know they're having to try to you know wrestle with the emotions of what they saw. Uh, which I don't think any of us really truly understand what fully happened on that field, except for the guys who were on the field, and then you know trying to get ready to continue to do their jobs, which they know they kind of have to do. You, you, to Ben, you talk about doing your job and and getting ready and back in the building. The one young man that I wanted to ask you about because you're down on the ground floor in Cincinnati. How is T Higgins doing? You know, T. Higgins is he's doing okay from from everything that I've got. Excuse me. And I think the thing that people you know don't realize, and I've said this a couple of times since Monday, is that T. does know Demar Hamlin. This wasn't just you know a, a, an incident between two guys who just happened to be on the same field. You know, uh, Demar Hamlin is from the Pittsburgh area where, where T.'s fellow wide receiver Tyler Boyd is from. Tyler Boyd holds a camp in Pittsburgh every year. And DeMar also, as we all know now, uh, does a lot for that Pittsburgh community as well and has always had a heart for that community. And he was at that camp last year. T. Higgins was also there, and they actually spent an extensive amount of time together. And w- when that play happened, um, from those that I've spoken to, you know, it looked like just a football play, and T. didn't think anything of it until he saw DeMar stay down, and that's when he fully understood. I saw the reaction from T., on the field, and I know T extensively talked to him a good amount in the locker room when we see him, and he, he is someone who is going to be wondering if there's anything differently he could have done. I know there's been a lot of conversation about whether you know this was something that you know there was anything malicious on his end. I think anybody that you speak to will tell you that there was nothing malicious about that play, even if you are someone you know. And I, I'm very, I think targeting. And college football has done a lot to change player behavior. Uh, but the actions that he would even trigger that rule, that, there was nothing that was indicated that, that would be the case. Uh, you saw DeMar Hamlin's family indicate to Coley Harvey that they wanted to um, that they wanted T. Higgins to kind of be left alone and that they didn't want the blame to be placed there. But we talked to Zach Taylor yesterday. He said that, that T. is doing okay from what we gathered. He was on the field yesterday uh, at practice in the walkthrough. And we'll see how he continues to progress for this week because, you know, it is it is a challenge whenever you hurt somebody in, in, a, in a physical sport to try to continue that. Ben Baby, ESPN Cincinnati Bengals reporter, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, ben, what have the Bengals heard at all, if anything, about the likelihood of them actually making the game up against the Bills? You know, right now that remains yet to be seen. You know, like I said, from the moment kind of the game was suspended and postponed and when they got back in, they just went ahead and started preparing for Baltimore. And, and, you know, I think that kind of also helped them regain a sense of normalcy too. You know, from those I spoke to, they just said, you know, I guess this is just what we do. Um, and in terms of what's going to go on with the, the game, you know, from what we've heard from the league, what we've heard from those on both sides is that, you know, it sounds like, you know, they're, they're all waiting for the next step. It's going to be very difficult, like Joe Burrow said yesterday, uh, for that game to, to really take place. We know that the NFL said that the Week 18 schedule will stay as planned. The Bengals got their game time for Baltimore uh, yesterday. They'll play at 1 o'clock on Sunday. So that leaves, you know, whatever happens with this Bills-Bengals game still 
in limbo. And, and there have been a lot of conversations about how it may affect potential seeding, all of that stuff. Burrow came out yesterday and said that they want to do whatever is best for Buffalo. I think that's been the, the sentiment that you get from everybody in Cincinnati, those in the league, uh, those, you know, everyone remotely involved in this situation is that they want to just support the Bills as best as they can. And, and to be honest, you know, all the talk about seeding, you know, and, and there are some fans who think that's a big deal. you got to remember the number four seed won the Super Bowl last year and they beat the Bengals who were also a number four seed. So seeding at the end of the day for a playoff tournament – in the grand scheme of things right now, it is a very minuscule thing to talk about uh, when, when you're talking about the, the situation that we saw on Monday. Ben Baby, mm-hmm. ESPN Cincinnati Bengals reporter, thank you very much. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks. So, um, you know, we've naturally talked about how the Bills are coping with this, right? Uh, how do the Bengals, we talked about this a bit yesterday, guys, compartmentalize and get ready for Baltimore? Tough team. Right? Like, what do they do? It, 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 it's a tough situation all the way around. Um, but, you know, you try to separate them as much as you can and, and focus in on playing. Having been a guy on the field in situations like that that occurred on Monday night, it is – I couldn't even – I mean, it's just – it's hard to explain. Um, it's like anything. It's like anything that you would go through in your life from a tragedy standpoint, losing a loved one, whatever it may be, you try to focus in on something and then your mind goes right back to it. Um, You know, I I played in that 97 game and my mind, you know, even though I was trying to focus to finish up the game, but my mind continued to stay on Reggie the entire time, no matter what the situation is. I mean, I can say 97 game and Reggie can just quickly tell people. Oh, in, 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 in 1997, when we played, the Detroit Lions when I was with the uh, New York Jets and Reggie Brown, a linebacker, uh, you know, needed to to have CPR passed out on the field after a tackle and had to be revived and put into the ambulance, but we continued the game. And we, you know, you're trying to stay focused because it was a playoff matchup between uh, the Jets and and Detroit. The winner winner goes to the playoffs, the, the loser goes home. So we had all of that at stake for us, but yet and still, the focus was on Reggie Brown. That was the main focus is like, what's going on with him, even though you're on the field trying to play a football game. Wow, yeah, and you know, it's one thing to compartmentalize when some bad thing happens and sports is the escape a lot of the time. On the other hand, the, the, this was a direct result of the very nature of the sport you're playing. And then you have to get back on the field and do it. You know, why it, it, it's I'm you know, I can't imagine. It must be extremely difficult. I mean, it was extremely difficult yeah. and scary. I can ima- I can't even imagine. All right, look, we're gonna continue to have updates on the condition of DeMar Hamlin throughout the day on ESPN radio. We have much more KJM coming right up. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed his 13th straight practice. Lamar has not suited up since injuring his knee December 4th. Let's not forget when he was playing, he had a fourth quarter lead in every single game this season. And the Ravens were in first place in the AFC North. Okay, Ooh, that's, even the one that they lost to the fans, huh? That's right. That's Lamar with Lamar. Without Lamar, the offense has basically been cut in half. So, of course, he famously has not gotten his new contract, even after Deshaun Watson, who is not nearly as accomplished as Lamar in the league, never won an MVP, all the, the whole kind of thing. Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed. Oh, guaranteed. Joe Burrow's going to get $200-plus million. You know that. Guaranteed. It's yeah, be guaranteed. Justin Herbert, all of them. Who's and, next? Is Joe and, Burrow going to get 231 I think so. You think he'll get over the no, guarantee? I, you know I, don't, what? I don't think so. I think so. I thought I read somewhere. I thought I read somewhere that, no, you know what it was? It was it was, it was the Chargers. Never mind. It was Justin. Mm-hmm. Where the Chargers, Spanos was, I don't know which Spanos, but one of them was like, yeah, we certainly want to pay him, but... We're not going to, you know, he already yeah. put it out there. So Who wants to trade for Justin Herbert? You hey. see, uh, it feels like Deshaun Watson, I mean, he reset the market to yep. a degree that is almost unattainable. John no, Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, yeah. of course, at the press conference. Will Lamar Jackson be ready for the postseason? You know, I'm just probably going to leave all that stuff alone. You know, I'm going to focus on the game and uh, uh, just get ready to coach our guys and have our guys get ready to play the game. So... You know, we've speculated about it. I think if I'm Lamar Jackson, I want that money. I'm not playing hurt. When I feel good, I'm going to play, especially in the playoffs. <laughs> since you have a fourth-quarter lead in every game, that means you could win the Super Bowl if you're healthy. Jamison Hemsley, ESPN Baltimore Ravens reporter. What's the latest with Lamar returning? Yeah, it's now uh, – it's officially one month without Lamar because he got injured December 4th uh, in that game against the Denver Broncos. And he just has not been healthy enough to go back out there. I know there's a lot of speculation of, you know, contract issues and if that's being related to it. Uh, but every time I have seen Lamar, uh, it's not like he's walking around and, and you know, everything's fine. Uh, uh, when I saw him in the last game against Pittsburgh in the locker room, still walked with a little bit of a hitch. Uh, so, uh, he's obviously not all the way back. And I think that's kind of the, the frustrating part here is that when, you know, Adam Schefter reported that he had a PCL uh, sprain with the knee, typically players will come back about one to three games. Uh, now we're up to if he doesn't play this game on Sunday and he hasn't been out on the practice field, it would be his fifth straight game. So just kind of a lot of questions surrounding it. Uh, you know, is, is the injury a little bit more severe than uh, initially thought? But the Ravens have been very, very tight-lipped about it. We have not spoken to Lamar Jackson since he got injured, uh, which caused all of this speculation right now. But at this point, uh, it's been now over you know, a little bit over a month 
that he's been uh, out there and, and not been on the practice field. So you have to wonder, playoffs are just around the corner. Will he be out there? Jameson, please tell me I'm wrong on this one, but there there does feel to me a sense of the last couple of times I've, ho- I've heard Coach Harbaugh talk uh, about Lamar. It seems like there's a little bit of um, an uneasiness about it where it seems awkward. It seems just weird. I, am I over-reading into that situation, or is that accurate since you're boots on the ground? No, I mean, I, I, I think it's a frustrating situation where – you're getting ready to get to the playoffs, and you don't have the best player on your team uh, out there on the practice field. Uh, but I don't think you, know, it, you can't say, "Oh, he's frustrated uh, with with Labar." Uh, you know, and, and you know, it's more I think the situation in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, a week ago I asked him uh, it, it, because last year we saw with Lamar Jackson he missed the last four games of the season. Uh, with an ankle injury, and I know with every passing week, people are thinking, you know, is Lamar Jackson not going to be returning at all this year? So I asked him last week, is Lamar Jackson going to play again this year? And he kind of gave me a little smile and said, sure, of course. Uh, and then I asked him again, you just heard uh, the, the sound bite right there, and I asked him again yesterday, it, you know, is he going to be ready for the postseason? And he does not want to be – this time it kind of pivoted where he did not want to talk about the situation at all, and it's you know it's just when when you when you hear him talk about it, uh, and you're not getting a lot of information, uh, you just kind of wonder where where things are as far as you know Lamar Jackson coming back and uh, if he's going to be not ready enough to play. But uh, you know that, that it, it, it's hard sometimes to read with with Harbaugh because he wants to be so tight lipped. He doesn't want to give competitive advantages to teams, so he doesn't want to talk about injuries that much. Uh, but uh, you know, I think it's just very clear that you know he would prefer to have Lamar Jackson out there on the practice field. He hasn't been out there. And I think that's where the you know the, the, the frustration stems from. He would want to have his best player out there, and so far he hasn't been out there. Jamison Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter, is joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jamison, when you look at the situation with Lamar, if he misses his game, it'll be his fifth game uh, in as many as four-plus weeks. And the offense obviously is nowhere near the same as when he's underneath the center. Do you think this will make the Ravens think different about the way they should approach the offense of playmakers this offseason? Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the problem is uh, if they don't get a deal done with Lamar Jackson this offseason, they're going to have to put the franchise tag on him. And that tag's going to cost a little over $45 million. That's going to take a huge chunk of the salary cap room where it's going to limit what they're going to be able to do as far as get those offensive playmakers in there. And, uh, you know, this, this offense, since Lamar Jackson's been out, and I, you, you always kind of wonder, you know, who has the most leverage in this situation? Because, you, you know, with Lamar, this is now the second straight year he's missing games, important games in December and January uh, because of injury. But, Without Lamar Jackson, the Ravens have had the worst offense in the NFL. They're averaging 11.8 points uh, in in the four games without Lamar Jackson, worse than the NFL. Uh, and you know, you know, offensively, you the, the wide receivers, you, they don't have Rashad Bateman. He's out for the season with a foot injury. Devin Duvernay, uh, he's also out for the season. So they're very limited in what they have at wide receiver. Uh, at running back, you have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards both coming back from 
uh, you know, season-long knee injuries. Uh, so they are just very, very limited offensively. And I think the, the one hope that they had was Lamar Jackson coming back and being as, as fully recovered as possible uh, and adding that dynamic to the offense. But without Lamar Jackson, uh, they have just consistently showed uh, they can't get into the end zone. And if they can't get Lamar Jackson signed to a long-term deal, I don't know how much cap room they're going to have to add offensive playmakers around him. Jamison Hensley. ESPN Baltimore Ravens reporter. Thanks for your time this morning. Hey, thank you so much, guys. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. See, I'm just saying again, if I'm Lamar, like, I, I don't see any reason that this will. There are always reasons a team can't win a Super Bowl, but I see reasons why they can. Again, fourth quarter lead, never. They're, they're leading the division at the time that he got hurt. Just, by the way, same thing last year, right? And they had a fourth quarter lead in every game means you can win the Super Bowl. To me, that's what that means. And, and they were my preseason pick. I never got off him. He's super motivated, Lamar. But I don't know if I'd be motivated to play right now. I'd be motiv- especially without a contract. I'd be motivated to play when the games matter the most. How many preseason picks did you have One. in the AFC? One. I took the Ravens. I've never like, gotten off it. seemed like you would have taken Cincinnati. Don't you think if – hold on. Don't you think if I would have taken Cincinnati preseason, no, I would I'm be on them right no, now? I'm asking. I don't remember. Yeah. No, can I just, took them can, to make the playoffs. You said they wouldn't make the playoffs. Before we go to break. Yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, it's not just when the game I, – I, I feel like I would be responsible to play when I feel like I'm 100% healthy when I have yeah. my deal. Right. If I'm the difference between us being a Super Bowl team or not. But as Key said, Jay – now imagine he wins the Super Bowl. I don't have he, to win the Super Bowl to get the bag that I deserve. Yeah, but you can get even a better bag. I hear you, but at what cost? At, if I don't feel if I'm 100% healthy, at what cost? Actually, I think it, I've already put my no, no, I already right, put it on right, the but, line but, already but this as year. You said, but Jay, as you said earlier, no one's ever 100% healthy. But if he's healthy enough to play and he's taking the rest of the regular season, he's going to be the best version of what he could be come playoff time. And to me, key... Is the, yes or no? Could they win the Super Bowl if that's the case? Could they? Yeah, they can win the Super Bowl. Is Dak Prescott a strength? And they can win the Super Bowl, too. Is Dak Prescott a strength or a weakness? For, Lamar's the oh, strength geez. of the Baltimore oh, Ravens. God. Is Dak a strength or a weakness for the Cowboys? Yes, they can win that's the Super Bowl. That's coming up. Keyshawn so when they clinch. He teases. <laughs> Once they clinch, yes. One of these years. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We are right there. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Here's the question of the moment. Is Dak Prescott a strength or a weakness for the Dallas Cowboys? Is he a strength or a weakness? Key, is Dak take it Prescott away, Key. I can't. a strength ahead, or a weakness for the Cowboys? I think he's a strength. And the reason is, is because he does things that the guy behind him and Cooper Rush can't do. Okay, so when you have that extra quarterback that has the ability to make a throw or two here or there, it allows you to do certain things offensively. We know what they are. They are a team that wants to run the football, play action pass, and keep the turnovers down and play defense. We know what that is. But when you have a guy like a Tom Brady, like a Aaron Rodgers, a guy that can make a throw when you need him to, that's that's a strength. And I think they have that in Dak Prescott. He doesn't have to throw it 50 times. I just need him to third down here. I need you to be efficient there. I need you to maybe take a shot here in completion. And I think he can do that. Can, can I answer some real quick? Yeah, that's certainly one way to look at it. Go ahead, Jay. That's uh, a, the yeah. only way to look at Has it. Has he had the success of uh, Josh Allen? No. No. And Aaron Rodgers? No. Patrick Mahomes, no. But I'm going to go back to college basketball for a second because I remember the narrative about this coach used to be, just can't do it when he gets there. That was Jay Wright. Right. For the longest time, one of the best coaches just can't get over the hump. Then that dude got over the hump twice, and then he was, he's, is he one of the greatest ever? Mm-hmm. And I saw how quickly it changed. So it, it, yeah. it takes, You know why, Jay? Because those moments. I understand. It's not fair. It's just the way it is. Or maybe it is fair. That's you don't get to play out the universe a billion times. You have this life, these moments. But we you watch come through we not. watch lesser quarterbacks win championships because it's panned out the right way. Yeah, so that's true. The, the talent is there; it's just a matter of it culminating. Let me say. Let me tell you how I think of it. Because Key, you said that's the only way to think about it. I certainly think it's a legitimate way. What you just said to think about it. But let me give you another way. I'll suggest this. Okay, when you say is it a strength or a weakness on the team, you may have a team that is strong in almost every area. Right? There's no perfect team, but everywhere you look, there's a strength. Then it becomes about the relative strength. So, for example, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is good. I think he was uh, – but, but to say is he a strength, strength of the team, you see that, in fact, he's not one of the stronger pieces on that team. And, and there was a sense that if, if they could get a quarterback who could play to the level of the team or maybe even ahead of it, in other words, be a strength on the team. There would be a lock. So, like, in yeah. baseball, they used to look at wins and losses for starting pitchers, right? No one really does that anymore. But in the old days, if you knew what you were looking at, you would say, I don't want to just know his wins and losses. I want to know how, what his winning percentage is compared to the team he's pitching for, right? Like, is it better than the winning percentage of the team? That means he's helping you. Is it worse? Maybe he's not pitching up to the level of the team. What I'm saying is this about Dak Prescott. I think at best... His play is level to the team, but I think it's probably not quite. So I can't say it's a strength. The question is, is yeah, it but a it weakness? Is, but, Recently, but, it's but, been a weakness. In uh, games uh, they won. 
A yep. weakness would be yep. Jimmy Garoppolo not hitting uh, Emmanuel Sanders yep. when he needed to. That That is a weakness. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Dak Prescott has that weakness in him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I've seen him in the regular season. Better arm, yeah. And I've seen him in the postseason make a throw when they needed him to. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I don't look at it as a weakness. Jimmy Garoppolo, eh, can he make that throw? Kirk Cousins, can he make that throw? I right. don't question whether or not Dak Prescott can make that throw when the money is on the line. As I said, Key, that's a perfectly legitimate way to look at it. He can make the throw. The question is, will he when the money's on the line? And I guess what I'm saying right now well, is I'm skeptical. Well, you won't know until you try, right? That's right, but I'm skeptical. <laughs> the way you were skeptical about the Dolphins traveling – Right, you're skeptical. skeptical. Yeah, Jeez. and you've then been proven home, the evidence, <laughs> but the evidence showed that you were right to be skeptical. It doesn't mean that you were a hundred percent certain. It means you suspected. I suspect <laughs> how that many when qu- it matters, Dak won't make that. How throw. many quarterbacks in the NFL are you not skeptical about? How many quarterbacks um, am I? Or is no, I'm you're not Matt. skeptical about not, Patrick he, he, Mahomes. You're not okay. skeptical about Josh Allen, you're about Joe skeptic. Burrow. You're skeptical about Josh Allen, not, about what's, what's going on with the Bills this season. This no, I'm, has not, occurred. I'm not skeptical. I'm I mean, skeptical. what's happening with the team and everything I think, happening? Let's put it this way. Ask me if Josh Allen's a strength on the Bills. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's not what I asked you. I asked you <laughs> how many play, how many quarterbacks are you not skeptical about? And you gave me I'm one, maybe two. No, I'm not skeptical about Joe Burrow. All right, but, but those Mahomes, two are in the same division. Josh I mean, they're in the same, same conference. Same I'm not conference. skeptical about Jalen Hurts. That's four. Yeah, it's, pro- it's probably it's you probably are. it's probably eight quarterbacks. He hasn't played it's in two games. Eight, you're asking. There's probably eight to I, I know, ten quarterbacks I, that I would not be skeptical about. Okay, probably eight to ten of them. Yeah, yeah but I'm also like I'm also giving you reasoning based upon currently what's happened where you are a little bit skeptical because Josh Allen, yes. ha- I mean, I'm sorry, I Jalen Hurts hasn't played in two games. or are wondering how he's going to come back what and play. What I'm saying is that J- Jalen Hurts has <laughs> clearly been shown to be a stre- the strength of the Philadelphia Eagles. When he doesn't play, they don't win. Dak Prescott, when he didn't play, they won all but one of the games. Yeah, but them was fake oh, wins. Come I'm, on, I'm, Max, I'm that. Come on, fake, Max, well, though. Hold up. Hold up. Like, nobody was really when having Jaylen a serious Hurts conversation about play, whether When Jalen Hurts didn't be... play, the Eagles went from they're the best team in football to yeah. they can't win. No, when that's Dak true. Prescott didn't play, that's they true. won all but one of that. their games. Yeah, that's true, but the, 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 the offense was different. They, the playbook was different then. The playbook was more geared toward holding the defense down and letting the defense do something. When they got a superior quarterback back, and Dak Prescott, they went on a tear I'd like to, say, to yeah, lead the league I get in it. scoring points. That's I get all. it. I get it. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is Dak, from an early moment, I felt like this guy's got it. I trust this guy under pressure. What I have seen, but, but I turn around seven years later, it's true Rodgers made a miracle throw, Six. and that's why he doesn't have two playoff wins. He was injured for one of those seven seasons, but however you slice it, he's year seven of his professional career. He's on a very good team every single season. He has one playoff win. He's been throwing interceptions recently, and I am skeptical now. So you're saying that he's a weakness? Yep. See, I don't see him as a weakness. I see him as a serviceable quarterback that can make – a play when he needs to. Okay. So it's kind of almost in between. I'm with you, Jay, but if someone had, if someone said it's binary, you have to say this way or that way. I can't go this way into strength. Not right now. Thank God life isn't binary. It's true. But you can, um, you can on <laughs> Daniel Jones, though. Yes, Daniel Jones. Yeah. 
Should Dallas rest their starters in the final week of the regular season? Uh, That's the question. Uh, By the way, what does the amount of proms your quarterback (laughs) attended say about them? Oh, what a great question. That is what we need to know. That is the question. This is the Keyshawn Johnson question. (laughs) We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're back after this. Oh, God. The amount of... (laughs) Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Every time I hear this song, my mind goes to the same place. You know, like, like dudes like LL or like Cube or some guys, Snoop, they are just stars. It didn't matter that they're rappers or not. Right, they were going to be stars. It's just what they are. That's why thirty years later they're still superstars. I remember watching Crush Groove. Went to see it graduation of fifth grade. That's when my elementary school ended. Right, PS forty one. So a bunch of us went to see Crush Groove for graduation. I think yeah, it was Crush Groove. Was it Beat Street? That might have been Beat Street. But anyway, Crush Groove comes out, <laughs> and and uh, was and, and Run DMC. Was... Run D. Yeah, it was breaking right Turbo, and but but Run DMC is holding auditions in the movie, right? And the auditions had just ended in the movie. But LL comes in, this 16-year-old kid, and you see Run DMC, oh, auditions are over, auditions are over, and LL's not paying it any mind. He goes, box, my radio, believe me, I like it loud. And right from that moment, you said, that's, that's a superstar. It. That's it. Like some dudes, it's just, it, that's it. Patrick Mahomes' his first preseason game, right? That's what that, but LL was like in that moment. Like, okay, I've seen the truth. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> All right, so... We have a prom meter, guys, <laughs> courtesy of Keyshawn Johnson. What does the number of proms that your quarterback attended say about them? Key, you seem to be the expert here. What is the number of proms? You were a serial prom goer. Yeah. What are the number of proms you attended say I, about you as a, as a quarterback, let's say? And I'm not happy about being a serial prom guy either, but... Oh, well, it is what it is. I was a teenager. By the way, when he was in high school, everybody. When you talk about when he was in high school. <laughs> um, it, it says a lot, right? I mean, I think when you when you look at somebody making it to the Super Bowl multiple times, that speaks volumes. Head coaches making it to Super Bowls multiple times. It's just something about the swag. It's something about what they are. And if I look at them from their personal lives and I just kind of glance at some of them dudes, People like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a serial prom dude. He can't tell me nothing different. <laughs> when I look at Joe, Joe done been, Joe probably done been to three, four different proms on the same day. I mean, that's because he that's he has that right. He just has that. That Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got the look. He just you know very confident young man. But Joe three Burrow or four can go on. Three or four. Prom. Cam Newton when Cam was playing. Oh, oh he might have been to ten Kangos. in one day. I was a serial Kangol wearer. If he could have rocked Kangos back in the day, he would have. But, but you know, both kinds, so, the fisherman hat and the cap. And the cap. <laughs> Where a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you look at him and you go, well, 
He went to one, and then he didn't <laughs> want to go anymore. Trevor Lawrence, did he go to one? Trevor Lawrence is a one guy. Maybe he went to one, didn't mm-hmm. want to go anymore. It was boring. You know, and that, that that's that style. Dak Prescott. He went to multiple. Okay. For sure. Patrick hadn't gone Mahomes. To, hadn't gone to multiple playoffs. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Don't need to jab him. Maybe one. No, I, I got no, I, no, I got him before Max got him because Max was going to try to get him. But I wanted to get in front of Max. I would say Patrick Mahomes. No, Patrick Mahomes probably went to one. All right, how about, head, how about head coaches? I love this game. This game is the best. Head coaches? Let's go with head coaches. Mike Tomlin. Oh, yeah, Mike Tomlin went to many. <laughs> yeah, many. Oh, many. Yeah. Mike Tomlin, man, Mike Tomlin, ex-football For player. For sure. For sure. Robert Sala. Ex-football player. Robert Sala. Many. Many. Many, many as he can attend. Joe Judge. No, Zero. No, current coaches. He, he hasn't been to any. Andy Reid. He didn't even get to go to his own prom. Andy Reid won. Yeah. Eric Andy Reid left his prom early to go to Burger King. With the he Burger left his King prom Burger early Burger. to go do, to, to prep oh, game plan. Why would you leave nah. Big Red alone, man? He left He's early to go to Burger details, King. Patrick. Y'all so mean. He, he uh, you, loves you, burgers. You, you said who, Jay? Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> oh, EB went to a bunch. Yeah, went to yeah, for but sure. uh, but Andy Reid got credit for it. Andy. So, <laughs> but Andy Reid so Andy Andy Reid got credit for That's Eric Bieniemy going to prom, and he didn't even know he beat in. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, he went to many. He went to a gang of proms. He went to man. many. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, he. No, we we, we got Cliff. told we got told that Cliff Kingsbury was going to be an amazing prom date, but then he actually was just kind of okay. But he kept going to them though. Yeah, but Cliff he cut the line. Kept getting invited. He re- he reminds me of a guy that has gone to a prom or two, and then go to proms by himself because he think he's just that cold, that he can show up by himself. He kind of is though. Like I got to give it to him. The house there, is cold. There are pictures right now <laughs> oh, circulating <man. laughs> that tell me maybe he he's is cold. And, and, and no, but I'm saying he's the that crib, cool the whole dude. thing, everything about he's it. He's a cool dude where he goes to one or two, and then he's like, oh, I'm just gonna show up to the prom by myself anyway. It doesn't really matter. Cliff Kingsbury, the dude to go to the prom, he has one certain type of uh, suit on, and it matches like six or seven different dates. <laughs> wait, it matches six or seven? Wait, what? So he comes with an all-black tux on, mm-hmm. and he has six dates that happen to have the same type of colors as him. Like, oh, we match with the corsage because he's going singular by himself. Yeah. Mike I'm telling you, he is single. He's going by himself. Mike McDaniel at Mike the prom? Mike McDaniel, Key. <clears throat> no. No? Mike McDaniel was the prom he, coordinator. He coordinated the whole prom. He, you know, he set it up. He did. He set it up. He are you going? No, no, I'm not going. I have too much I to do. He had to. He had to and by the way, and by the way, I got to tell you, the, the, the prom McG- went out, went on without a yeah, hitch. Everyone was like, "This is the best prom." Who put this together? It was Mike services. McDaniel. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't say no. Him and Sean McVay. Not Sean McVay. Oh man, Sean McVay was many probably a, oh he probably was at a hundred of them. Yeah, many proms. Yeah, and McDaniel was a probably. I mean, if you look at his bio, he probably was a president of his class. And I mean, you know, that's just his. He was on the prom committee. <laughs> prom committee. It went off. It went off without a hitch. They couldn't believe how well everything went. He didn't actually attend, but you know, he was on the committee. Student he didn't, body, he didn't huh? get invited because he refused to shower. Oh, who? God. He didn't get invited because he refused Wait, well, who are we talking about, though? Mike McDaniel, the only coach that doesn't shower. He's fine. Now, course, but there's certain coaches you can look at and be like, he was a he was a serial prom dater. Mm. What about Matt LaFleur? 100% serial prom dater. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Quiet though. Act like he's not interested. <laughs> but he's Guys, going you start from, to worry about. He's too quiet. He's going from, you know, Brian Dable. Uh, yeah, one. so he has some swag. No, no, Bri- no Brian been to more I than one. Been, I think uh, he always punched yeah. above his weight. They, he went to his he senior above prom. His weight, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dable went to He more went to than the one. senior prom, Jay. He wasn't a freshman going to senior proms. He had to wait to his senior prom to go. Yeah, but when he got there, though, they went to multiple. He started to hit his stride. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he's At first, sleeper. everyone's like, you're going with Dayball? And then they're like, no, he's great. Because, <laughs> <laughs> see, Dayball just seemed like a he wins with serious his kindness. guy. He just seems like a serious guy. It's you know, amazing. The guy's like, he's just, he's just such no, a good friend. No, but personality, like, it's, it's so funny because watching, if you watch – we're Mike so Tomlin talk about anything, or Dayball talk about anything. You can see why guys want to play for him. Like there's a like, absolutely there's, there's authenticity. There's like a, a certain connection you make with people, and you could just you could just see the real. You said it. I forgot how you phrased it the other day, Key. But there's basically an authenticity or a realness that leads to success, right? And and those guys got it. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you know. The good head coaches, their personalities from the phony ones all day long. You just do. Uh, it's so many, it's so many uh, phony head coaches in professional sports. You know, I, I remember a coach got a job, you know, moved up the ladder. He was totally different than what he was two weeks earlier. I mean, you know, two weeks later, it was like, say, man, it's still me. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, you forgot where you was at, bro. Okay, I got one for you. Who? Bill Belichick. I'm going to college. I'm, I'm already on the graduation. <laughs> I'm going to college. Yeah, right. Before the prom this even happened. Before the prom even happened, Belichick was taking a summer course that started early. Bill went, Bill <laughs> went graduate to two. School. He went to one his junior year, one his senior year. He's scouting, though? His, his, his scouting that was it. Landscape. He went to his, his junior prom and his senior prom. That's it. He didn't do anything else because he was too focused on trying to Figure out what the offense is going to do. <laughs> I'm, going, you know? I'm going to college. I'm going to college. I'm yeah. going to college. I'm, going to, I'm really focused on. But, uh, it, it, but you can right tell now. the head coaches and the quarterbacks, man. It really, you you can look at their personalities. It's just something unique about head coaches and quarterbacks' personalities that make you go, "This is what it's going to take to win a championship." You know, no, I don't know boring head coaches that win championships. I just don't. Belichick not boring. No, no. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. You just well, got to yeah. know him. He's boring to you because you don't know him. Like, you don't have a chance to to, to sit down with boring. that dry humor. without Tom Brady. You know? Oh, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max back tomorrow. Hey, Max, we still got a minute left, pal. Oh. I go a minute here. You know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about the old clock. We got another minute. I was wondering what you were doing. I mean, so you I did thought, a great job getting us to break there. It's I got us to break. It's just now, from, it's from the old clocks so I got us to break. All right, I'm out of here. See you later. That's all. I'm contracted till uh, 5410. Then I got to leave. He's focusing on. He's focusing on trying to remember how many proms he went to. Guy, how many proms early, did you Max? go to, Max? Never mind. How many proms did you no, go I to? I went to. I'll tell you the truth. I went to two proms. And two proms? Yeah. In one year, or just nope. two proms overall? Overall. Two proms, one after another. Yeah, I two. That ain't. That ain't even. Same girl, different girl. Miley Carroll wanted me to ask. Two different girls. Two different girls. That wasn't even in the first five hours. One is a junior. One is a senior. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? What? Look, Jay, what's prom, wrong with proms were expensive. What's wrong with you? Why? I went to at least two proms starting my freshman year on. What do you want me to lie? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Now. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.